All right, everyone. Welcome back to the 580 Show, episode 89. Uh, myself, Dante, and we got Mr. Darren Zola joining us this week. Just awesome to be in. here. Yeah, awesome to be here again. Needed a needed a 580 member last minute. I'm like, you know, you're familiar with podcasting. I don't. I I didn't want to get in the habit of having a guest on it. This isn't like your pod where we just have like a guest on. You know, a, like all strongmen all the time. So I didn't want to have another guest on again so i'm like kind of somewhere in the middle someone who's familiar with podcasting also kind of a guest but can kind of just jump in and bs so i appreciate you jumping in and and you got lucky too because usually i'm not available last minute so you got lucky but let's let's plug my podcast real fast no you move stuff around for us i know you 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 called off work all this stuff yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, go ahead plug your podcast one more yeah yeah one more so i just i just recently uh recently went over ten thousand downloads um, so I'm still doing that giveaway with Legendary Foods. I have another big one. If I told you, um, I have th- I have Thomas Evans on the next podcast. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. So he just come up with his win there at the Shaw. I think it was the Shaw Open. I don't I don't know what they actually call the that part of the show, but uh, yeah, hopefully with him, I that's gonna put me over a thousand downloads just for this month alone. So that's the first time I've done that. So I'm pretty excited. I like um I I liked your last episode with Becca Lorch just because I used her in the past and she's super smart and she's, she's good for a podcast because she really just says whatever the hell she wants. And uh, that makes her good podcasting. She's not like super, um, she's not like super political, you know? Yeah. And and she, I mean, she talks a lot. The whole, it was basically her talking. I said, it will keep doing an hour. And I I think went like almost two hours. So it was was fun. That's the first time I really talked to her. I talked a little bit at the R and a little bit at clash, but that's the first time I've actually like talked to her personally. So it was a fun well, cool, man. Well, we appreciate you joining. Um, yep. I want to say thank you to everyone. The last couple of weeks, who's purchased horsepower before we get in the episode. So we partnered with Clash for the 91s. Um, and it's been the biggest two weeks since we've released our pre-workout. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported us. Please continue to support us. Um, you know, if, if you're hearing this and you're thinking about buying a pre-workout and you typically just buy from one of the big guys, you know, I just, you know, try, try ours out once and just see if you like it. You know, we're manufactured the same style they are here in the USA. And, you know, it supports a, supports a small business that's trying to support strongman and strength sports in general. So, I mean, we're able to give back $500, another 500 of the podium for Clash of the 91s this weekend. So, you know, I appreciate everyone's support. It was a huge two weeks for us. So that, that commercial, that, the commercial helped out too. Yeah, I that was sick. That was actually sick. Yeah, so yeah it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. I got to watch it. Um, it messed up though. I didn't get to watch the live stream. It, my mine wouldn't work. Um, so I ended up having to go watch it off of YouTube. But it's pretty cool. Still see the commercial in there. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, so if you didn't see it, so before Clash of the eighty or yeah, before Clash of the eighties and one hundred fives in the Rockies two weeks ago, we had a little pre workout commercial, and Zola hooked that up for us. So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Joe over Jim, Jim Life Media. Going to plug him a little bit too. So yeah. Um. So speaking of, so before we get into just like inside stuff, but Clash of the 91s this weekend. So this will be announced, this will be released the day after, but you said you're trying to go down, Zola. Yeah, for work. I mean, I go back and forth to Harrisburg. So Harrisburg's only an hour, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. So if I can get over there in time and get access to a car, I'm going to try and get down to Clash and watch it. Because we, we had plan on going live, watching it, but um, there's too much shit going on right now for me and the wife to take the trip. So, yeah. Speaking of that, next week I get married. Now I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a podcast with just Dante. I gotta ask you about this, but I will do it in person because it's just me and Allie. If you have time this week, but I'm gonna do just a podcast with just me and Allie because our podcast releases on Sundays and we get married on Sunday at night. So the pod will release right when we get married. So if you're not at the wedding and you want to support us, go check us out and kind of hear. Uh, so that so that's why the podcast was or the wedding was scheduled for Sunday. Yeah. Just for that. Well, two reasons, Dante, because so we can do it the same day as the pod so we can get bigger numbers. And so we don't have to miss training on Saturday. With there we go. So double whammy. Don't have to miss. Don't have to uh, adjust my training at all. So I did that for you guys, too, Dante. So you appreciate can adjust your training. You're welcome. Appreciate, appreciate it. But um, yeah, just a lot of guests. To kind of turn into a clash podcast for three weeks. So I do wanted to kind of get away from that and just go back to our normal 580 show stuff. Um 
Just what you know what you know what I saw this week a lot of, and maybe the last two weeks. And I can picture Zula being one of these guys, but the the hate that sumo deadlifting has been getting on Instagram. Have you noticed that Dante the last couple of weeks? Yeah, all those memes where they put like the voices over it and everything. Yeah, like it it has been like dragging sumo deadlifting through the mud. I get you can't do it in strongman, but I would say conservatively 95% of these strongmen can't deadlift more sumo than they can conventional because a lot of them are bigger, less mobile gentlemen. Half the time Uh, sumo is mobility overall. If you don't have mobility, you're not going to be able to get in that position. And and the worst thing is the power lifters who make fun of sumo because it's allowed. So it's like, okay, you're not pulling sumo. So you obviously can't pull more sumo then you can't conventional or you would be pulling it. Cause if you care about your total, you'd want the biggest number. So I don't know. It's just been, it's one of those things that kind of just chat my ass this week. I thought it was kind of, kind of silly, but that one video is ridiculous. That guy doing seven twenty five. Did you, you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah. When you like moved to like an inch. Yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous, but yeah. It still but, counts though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was using straps, I think. So it's like, it wouldn't count, but. I, I wonder when we're going to have a promoter in Strongman allow sumo at their show. Like a, like, like a, like a straight-up event, it's a, su- a sumo deadlift event would be kind of neat. Yeah, I mean I they, agree. D- they did the bench press for reps like the NFL combine, so why not yeah. just do like a sumo deadlift event? Like, Did you see that, Darren? At What's o- that? The OSG Regional last weekend? Yeah, I've seen some clips. I thought it was stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> 225 bench for reps. I would have loved it. It's different because like every single class does the same weight. So like so, I think the girls did 135 though. Yeah. Yeah. I um so Zul, you're you're kind of tied in with OSG. You've been there before, and I, I think yeah. you've kind of talked to Lynn uh more than definitely Dante and I ever have because I've never talked to him. Um so will the format next year will it be like all regionals? Are they still gonna do online? Are they gonna like how are they gonna do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I can't speak for them, but I know that's the I know that's more or less the plan. Um, sure. Even the last time I was there, which was before like pre-COVID, I think it was 2019. Um, that was what they were supposed to start going towards, and then you know the COVID threw a whole monkey wrench into that. But I like the qualifiers, but they didn't get they didn't get. A, I thought they had a much better turnout. Um, yeah. I pay attention to my class, and I think there were two guys at this last show, this Northwest one. I think it was Cromer, Cromer and Alby. Um, I know Albie got the invite because Cromer won, but he's already going, so they gave it to Albie, which they basically gave him the invite for coming in last. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, so my, they're trying my to class fill was it. podium. My class was podium gets invited, yeah, and no. I only had two guys. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean they're they're all different, and then they didn't get bigger. I, I think as they limit the number of online or pre qualified guys, you'll see the regionals. Because I know for myself, um, I watched all the regionals, and I think I could have won all the regionals in my class. Maybe not. Maybe not the North Carolina. Randy Cole did a good job at his. I probably would have got second, but I would have podiumed. So I know I would have gotten through OSG. I, I like that way better for guys to compete. But it's very hard um, having just three or four of them. They're really stretched out. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they'll have to still do online in some capacity, just because of the obscure countries and stuff. Like you still want, you know, like are they? Gonna, they're not going to do a regional in Norway every year, and in and in. Wales and like all these countries in Ireland, like so they'll have to have maybe an international qualifier and then do the regionals in the states. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be a thing of both because there are um qualifiers outside of the U.S. for uh for OSG. So I think there, I think it's basically gonna be, be both. Like you said, if you want to fill the class of thirty people and you invite the ten back from the year before and a couple maybe open invites coming in. And then if you want to fill the class out regionals, if you want to fill out 20 to 25 people regionals, you're talking about seven or eight, nine, you know, regionals to get them people. And so I don't know if they're going to have that many. I look to have, I look for more next year. Maybe there were three this year, I think three or four. In the I think state. four. Four. Yeah, there was te- Texas, no, North I think Carolina. It's three. Texas, North yeah, Carolina, they're... Washington. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So I, I look for more next year, um, you know, to branch out, maybe a Northeast one, maybe like a Northern one up in like Minnesota or something. To give people access, you know, more availability to go and do those shows and then limit the online qualifiers maybe to just the top 10 instead of the top 20 or however, however they need. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of, I was telling Dante the other night at the gym, like I kind of kicked myself in the ass for not doing one of the OSG regionals. Like I wish I, I mean, I got hurt. At, I just didn't plan it out right, but I wish I would have done one of those. No. Yeah, I mean, you would have made it through. Even though, like, how, how would you have done an online qualifier had you done it? I think Farley was the only one that did it, right? Uh, yeah, I would have been right in that, like, nine. I would have already been that, like, eight to 11 spot. It kind of confuses me how they how they ju- score it sometimes because it seems like there's, like, like, if you look at the scoreboard, sometimes I'm like, I don't know why that guy's not ahead of that guy. Okay. Because, like, they, he beat him in, like, sandbag and overhead, but the guy <laughs> beat him in deadlift but he didn't even beat him in deadlift by that much i don't know it's but want me, want me to explain it to you yeah it's it's off everything right yeah that's the kind of thing that, that i guess the former had used he, he can't break break them down just in your class so if like you said if it's tied on two events and then the one event say like you know i beat you by so much on the deadlift but there's a lot of people in between so it ranks at the guy like let's say 500 qualifiers the guy that absolutely won the deadlift event his 500 points, but there might only be three people. So say there's only 30 people trying for that weight class, but he gets 500 where no, well, I would think it should be 30. You know, if there's 30 people in the 80 kilogram, <clears throat> the point should be one through 30, but they're not, they're one through 500. Yeah. Dante or Frawley explained that to me. And I thought that was goofy. It wasn't me. I, I, I'm less confused as well as you. I think it was Frawley that got it all dissected down. Yeah. But I mean, I would have, so I mean I wouldn't I know for a fact I can deadlift like low sixes for a triple and I'd shouldered a 310 bag and then it just came down to my overhead press maybe 275 or something, it would have probably been enough to get in, I would think, but who knows? I know last last year, so what I did last year, I didn't I didn't qualify. I did one video and then I just shit to bed, so I didn't send the videos in. But I was worried about where I would have placed. So I took it upon myself. I took all all the masters and put down their scores. And then I ranked them myself with the scoring just based on the one through, you know, 50 or 40 instead of the, the whole group. Yeah. And it still come up in the same top 10. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, so like, cause I, cause I was worried to see where I was like, let me see where I would have fallen. And I went through and I went through every athlete and wrote down their weights on their three events and then figured out the points. And it's still, it may have been flip flop one or two guys, eighth and ninth may flip flop or whatever, but um, it was still, it, it still comes out of the same thing. It's not a disadvantage. It just it just looks funny somehow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. I'll, I'll be interested to see how they do it moving forward. But um, Dante, how's nationals training going, buddy? It's going good. I'm starting my little back on my bullshit diet plan. So well, I got to start that. I yeah. think it's going to be an after my wedding type thing because it's yeah. I, I'm already taking your wedding into account, so I'm kind of like going pretty strict next week just so I can kind of go all out in your wedding just a little bit yeah so like for me it just really depends on my body weight in the morning of so if i'm waking up and i'm sitting low 250s i'll be looking good i'll be able to draw myself a little bit more but if i'm sitting pretty heavy it's gonna be just like uh, a little bit it's just it's weird because you want to be a little lower but you don't want to be too low yeah i'm in the same place this i'm starting to learn how to sit a little bit heavier like i need to and not (laughs) panic so I'm just like, I'm telling myself, like, I'm fine right now. I'm eating whatever I want, basically trying to just get enough protein in and everything like that. But yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, basically, basically, I just like pretty much time when I eat things. Like I'll just eat all my carbs before and after I train or go on like a run or do cardio. And yeah. that really just, that really just helps kind of like use the carbs when I need them and not just storm as fat. So in the morning, the scale usually goes down a little bit and every single cut, it's been getting easier and easier to manage the body weight. So I think this I, one this one should be the easiest cut. Should be. Hopefully. I um so are you gonna are you gonna water so are you gonna do your Epsom salt or sauna at home in the morning and then go up and weigh in, or are you going to do it up in Erie and just go immediately to weigh in? So like are you gonna stay in Erie on Wednesday night or I haven't I haven't decided yet. Because I know I'm, I, I know there's people up in Erie that I could probably but, stay with if I have to. Yeah, me too, but I, I like like since I do the Epsom salt best now, I like doing it in my own home because it's, and it's, and it's like an hour and a half away, two hours away. So even if you get up at like two in the morning and you just want to like sweat it out before you drive up there for way. I don't know what yeah, time weigh ins I mean, are. That's what I'm saying. Two in the morning. I yeah, don't know. What time I, weigh-ins weighed in, are. I weighed in at 9 a.m. last year. So like I could get up at, at like 530, sweat out my last couple pounds. And then just drive up to Erie, weigh in, and then I'm, you know, then I got 24 hours till I compete. 
Yeah. Just, get know, your IV not, bags in, whatever rehydration shakes. We got to figure out our IVs too, still. But yeah. So if you guys are on the Nats and you guys can give IVs, reach out to us. Yeah, please. You have to be a nurse or some credential, but yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a question before we move on to something else about the wedding. Okay. <laughs> is is sure. there when I got married? I didn't know you guys, so obviously you were at my wedding. We had a signature drink. Is there a signature drink at your wedding that includes includes horsepower? There is a okay, so there's a signature drink that includes 580 barbell. That's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 I can't be I can't be given like my like my like 65 year old aunt's like horsepower during the day. <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn it. That dance floor will be maybe we want to. Maybe we want to because the dance floor will be extra. Zool, are you gonna cut rug at the wedding or what? I, I do not know. We'll get you out there. I'll, it de- I'll tell you this, it depends on the music. And um, I'm really nervous about what kind of music you're gonna play because I hate all the new music that usually no, go on. I think I we like the we like a lot of the older weddings type stuff. Okay. Like I like, yeah, I, I don't think we'll be playing like a lot of like no, no mumble rap. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think you'll hear a mumble rap song. So but. It, it's funny. I, I've been telling people about going to your wedding. Like, I don't know why I'm going because I'm older to, I'm closer in age to your parents than I am to you. So I'll just be sitting with you, like with your dad, showing with Jerry and your dad and stuff. And, and all you young <laughs> go out and drink and play and, and dance and do that. No, you're going to, you're going to have a good time. I, I think, I think it's going to be at the end of the night, it's going to be Zola and Frawley at a dance. Floor. I think so. That would be a heavy ass <laughs> dance floor. Frawley and Zola cutting it up. <laughs> the last wedding I was at, I got so drunk that we reenacted Dirty Dancing at the end of the wedding. There we go. Let's, Let's do see it. it. Let's see it. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if, if I think Frawley's got to catch me because I can't catch Frawley. <laughs> hey, people! People have been missing Frawley. I got three. I got three. Some. We're gonna go into questions in a little bit, but I got three submissions that the people have been missing Frawley. He was the star of the show. That's why he's. He's grumpy as ever. I can I can tell you that. Tell you what, I'm watching Frawley's house right now and sitting in that famous recliner chair that was in like the fooding challenge. Yeah. I can see why he grows so much. That, that chair is something <laughs> else. Shout out to Frawley's uh, recliner chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back back to nationals. What I was gonna say was uh oh, so I've been looking at the events more and more and the weights now that we're getting closer. And the more I'm doing them and uh, doing walkthroughs of them, stuff like that, just maybe not doing the event weights yet, but doing the events, there's going to be some events that I don't even think a third of each class is going to finish. I think I could agree with that just because some of them are pretty long. Like the farmer is 160 160 feet or total feet and they're heavy. Yeah. So I can see some people not being able to do that. Okay, if you look at like okay, take take I don't know your sandbag weights exactly because it's a five bag sandbag over shoulder medley. It's like two forty two to three thirty or something, I think. Like if you look at my weights, our our weights for lightweights are heavier than the middle weights weights at this OSG regional. Yeah, you know that people are struggling with. Like there, our sandbag ends at at two ninety, but it go it goes 287. That's a 175 pound guy. I don't know how many guys are going to finish that in a minute, especially that last 287 bag. Yeah, dude, you think about it. Like, we do like reps of three in training or whatever. And we're like gassed with not even the heavier bag. So you start yeah. lighter. And once you get heavier, that's going to take a lot more wind out of you. That's what I'm worried about. Not going to be able to have the wind to finish that event. The farmers is 160 feet. The I'm, I'm, I'm fully confident in the farmers. Well, that's your best event, though. Yeah. Is that, is that 40 down four times or is that 80 down and back? So it's it's 40 down. It's, okay. so it's 40 down and back. And then you jump out of that implement and you go to a heavier set of farmers. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. 240 back. And like mine's 240 and 260 a hand, which I think that's doable for I mean for me, I think I'll finish. But like I I don't know how I don't know. I'm interested to see how it's gonna go. I really am. Well, I think I think most time, and I've been preaching this since since I've started this, a third, a third, a third. Like yeah. You always have one freak, so one out of ten. So whether it's one or two freaks in the in the group, you know, a third should finish well, a third should barely finish, and a third should not finish. So and I see that a lot in nationals. Sometimes I see it even more not finishing because they if they make them heavy. Um, I know your weights a little bit because obviously I, I got Tyler and Troy um, competing, so I'm paying attention a little bit. And they just released our weights, 
and our um, events for our nationals for me and Jerry. They're, they're cool events. What do you think about them? The Masters, so Masters Nationals events for Strongman. Well, I'm I'm happy Viking Press because that's the least. That's probably the least. Um, that's the the pressing event that puts the least pressure on my knees. Yeah. So being my knee is bothering me again. Like the Viking Press, um, the Hummer Max Hummer Tire Deadlift um, is cool. I think it's a boring event. I'm not really a big fan of Max Deadlift events. I'm never. I'm not either. I'm so tired of them. They I, just, I, I they the, take the, a while. Yeah, it's just you know. I don't know the, the jumps are fifty pound jumps. So a lot of times you might get one or two. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's heavy. It's not crazy heavy. Um, but those jumps are going to add up real fast. There'll be a lot of ties. The medley. Yeah. I love, I love the medley because you can do it every order you want to. It's a sandbag, duck walk, and farmers. Oh, that's cool. But you, but you pick the order, so I, I really like that. Dude, duck walk. We were talking in the gym. There's no way on earth to do duck walk and look manly. Just doesn't happen. You can't look. You cannot do duck walk and look cool. That's just my opinion. I just it, it, unless you can do it like a suitcase carrier, just carry it on one arm. Yeah, that's true. What's the weight for the duck that. walk? I would have to look again. I know because we have power stairs too. Oh, so that's what I was about to say. You'll be happy. Our power stairs are going to be done at the gym in like two or three oh. weeks. The well permanent oh, I, I, out. I didn't even know you were doing them, so that's awesome. I I made Jerry happy. Yeah, I, I think I think a duck walk is that's not super heavy. I don't know. Like I think my sandbag. I think my sandbag's two eighty. My farmer I think are two eighty per hand, and I think the duck walk's like three fifty. So for me, I mean, those are all they're all. I don't want to say light, but they're they're more on the light side than I think they should be for nationals. Yeah. I'm just so jealous of Masters Nationals that gets to be in Vegas. Like we're going to Erie and you <laughs> Dude, guys are gonna be... we couldn't have had it any luckier at the location. That's true. That's true, but like imagine being from like California for yeah. nationals this year and being like, dude, I have to like where do you fly into for Erie? Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Or That's Buffalo. Cleveland. Yeah, Buffalo, I mean, maybe. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Buffalo, you're probably all within an hour and a half each way. Yeah, God, that just, or, oh, that just sounds horrible to me. Yeah, I next, mean, year, next, year, next year, it's definitely going to be on, like, the West Coast or something. Yeah, I, I would say I think it's going to be south. I mean, I'm sure Erie, Erie has to have an airport. It just it just depends on – um, Yeah, it's going to be small. So if you fly a certain airline, they might not actually fly into Erie. So if you want to stick with – we have – we fly southwest. And every time we go into Florida – they don't go to Daytona and they don't go to Bradenton. Like, so we have to fly into somewhere else because Southwest doesn't go to Daytona. So it'd be the same thing for Erie. If you want to have a last little connecting flight from somewhere into Erie or just fly into, like you said, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and then run a car and drive. Yeah. I'm excited though. But, but yeah, I would I think, like I would it. think, I would think Buffalo is probably the closest. Yeah, it should be. be. It should be. I don't know. Like you said, they're probably all within the same distance. Yeah, they're all just so close that it probably just whatever flight's cheapest, you know, like to get whatever is most convenient for you to fly into at that point. I I use nationals for me and for me and the wife for April um, is like a vacation thing. So we've gone to some nice places. We also we've also gone to like Detroit, which wasn't very nice. I couldn't imagine trying to sell my wife on a vacation to Erie, you know, in, in maybe in the summer, maybe. But not in October. Yeah, in the summer you can go like on fishing charters. There's like Erie. There's a couple yeah, other there's things, not, but there's not much hey, to do out there. We got it's good for us. So yeah, whatever. But um, uh, oh, I'll, by the way, Tyler Kacharski's podcast with you was you mentioned Tyler right before that was insane. Yeah, yeah that was a I good podcast, that, dude. After I listened to it, I sent it to like ten people because I was like, dude. We've been friends with Tyler for like two years now. I never knew any of this stuff. Yeah, he keeps it pretty quiet. I know when I first um when I he first started working, man, I don't know, I don't know how it was he reached out to me. I don't know if he did did a show somehow when I took him on as a client and I didn't know any of that. And then he told me that he's had a past problems. And I was real apprehensive about working with him because I'm like, you know, I'm dealing with this guy. Like for me as being a coach, and I mean you're sort of kind of the same way. Like, I'll take anybody's money. You know, if you want to pay me to be your coach, but I'm like. I never thought he would make the commitment that he did and, and use this sport like we talked about a lot. I'm not saying this sport saved him or anything like that, but like this sport give him some accountability and give him a goal. Like, let alone the drugs and the addiction. I mean, he quit smoking. He's cutting back on his vaping. He's like worried about his, his nutrition now. So it's pretty cool to see the transformation in two years. And like I said, you guys not knowing that, you can see that transformation in him from what he was to what he is now. Yeah. And now you know, now you know the backstory how much, how more impressive it is. Yeah. yeah He's a good dude. It's definitely showing. He's getting a lot better every single time I see him. I remember 
I remember Kacharski, one of the first times he came down, I got two quick stories about him. He would he was going outside so much, and I'm like, what the hell is this kid doing? So I went out and looked, and he's hitting the vape in between yoke runs. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second time I saw him take so much caffeine at once, I've never still to this day seen a human take as much caffeine at once as I saw Kacharski. And I was like, dude, I went over and I saw him do three scoops of a pre-workout. And this is before horsepower. And this pre-workout was one of those extreme ones. This had 375 milligrams of caffeine in it. Jeez. He, I, I watched him take three rounded scoops. I, I, I shit you not. Three rounded scoops and take and drink this water. I was stunned. I'd never seen something like that in my life. And that's over a thousand milligrams of caffeine in an eight ounces of water. Is that too much? Yeah. Just a, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's might be start, I'm be starting to like hear sound, that's, like hear colors. Yeah, that's about like one of those uh, weird things. That's about 12 Red Bulls. So, yeah, 12 normal size Red Bulls and eight ounces of water. So, yeah, that's a lot. But, uh, but no, I, I don't think I have anything else about nationals. Just, I mean, that's really our next big thing for the gym. Um, I don't think we're going to have really many shows before then. And now, like I said, we, so we got, we're going to have power stairs set up permanently. We found a really high spot in a corner that we can set them up at that even guys over six foot will be able to go up all three steps. How high are you built? You, you build them eight, the 18 inch steps or yeah, 18 inch steps. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, the three, we got three Atlas stone platforms that go up uh, and wait. I just had someone make me those. Those should be in next week. So we got 46, 50, 54. And then we'll probably add another one afterwards if we want a fourth and maybe even a fifth for like stone runs. Six, how, about, how about 60? How about the 80 guys loading the 60 inches last week? <laughs> wow, dude. 62 <laughs> inches. The 60, 62. okay. And it was, it was a 225 stone. OSG, OSG is usually 60 on their first. But yeah, they, they, so, so they promoted it as 60, and then they announced that the show is a 62-inch platform. Yeah. 225. I mean, you got five, six, five, five, six to five, nine guys doing a 225 stone to 62 inches. That's, That's crazy. Wild. That's crazy. That's wild. It's um, definitely something you got to practice because those guys are all pretty good at stones, and we do stones enough, but usually 48, 52, maybe 54, yeah. 56. But 60, 62 for guys that you're like your height and size. Um, I don't I don't like that because I, th- I think it makes it too hard and it, it gives too much of an advantage to the taller people. And not to you, there's no there's no six foot two eighty kilogram guys. Right. And I am above average height being five nine and a quarter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean I just I'm I'm not a big fan of events that kind of like um really give an advantage to certain people or take take it away from certain people. So I just I feel that was too high. I think for that guy, 58 maybe. I mean, and they all did it. I think they all did it. Yeah, I think all I think everyone did it. At least the first but time. I uh, but they are the I guess they're the best 14 guys in the world, you know. Um, yeah. but you're that you make a good point. I need to practice the higher ones because it seems like almost any big level show, like world-class show, doesn't want to get away from stones as like the finisher, you know, like it's just kind of part of strongman almost at this point. It's like that iconic finish. Especially, especially when you can set it up head to head, it makes for such a good show. Um, when I did nationals, it was we did Stonewall Bar Nationals up in Detroit, and I think it was the same. I think men, I think we were like fifty eight, um, and we had a heavy stone. I only got one rep. I think we were like three forty or three sixty was our Stonewall Bar. That's heavy. But, but so many zeroed it, and all the men had the same height. They just had lighter stones. I don't remember how the eighty guys did, but like you know. Especially nationals, you look at maybe say fifty people in a bigger class, sixty people. Half of them probably don't deserve to be there. So you're not talking about the elite fourteen guys. So I guarantee you, yeah. at that height, probably almost all but a handful of the eighty guys probably zero loaded in any kind of stone over that high of a bar. Like you know, unless yeah. unless it was the one seventy five, but they were probably at least in the two. It's heavy. It was heavy stones. So they were probably at least in the two and a quarter. And asking guys that aren't that caliber to load it high is pretty 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 tough. Yeah, I think that. I think this year you may see with Strongman Corp, you may see a little bit of a decline in participation, but you may see a little bit more of a quality athlete at nationals because they did make it a tiny bit harder this year. The regionals, the regional still allows some, if you go to regionals, there's only five people still top three to get into nationals, but you had to win a show. Now there's you, you had to win an open show. 
So that did make it a little bit, you know, that did make it harder because before you could do top two, even without six people. Um, but I agree still. Well, that's uh, the one thing going back to when you had Kearney and the Rodfather on your show all the time ago. Isn't that insane that and that happened? You caused, and you caused all the, all, all the stuff that you caused. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, they, they had some really good ideas, like the, the whole regional and national and like the, semi-regional or whatever, like the stepping stones, because nationals is too easy to get to, to me. Nationals should be one step below worlds or at, at least OSG or, or clash for something. So it should be a lot harder to get into. It shouldn't be just show up and qualify, which it is still essentially for women and masters. Like there's usually not enough. Oh, yeah. so, so I really think having the show, the shows are hard to fill those classes and the lighter classes. So it needs to be harder to get it because if it's harder, yeah, you have less people, but it makes for a better show and you can make the show heavier because the people there deserve to be there as opposed to like watering down the events because you got to try to filter the yeah. 50 or 60 people that probably shouldn't be there. It's all money. It's only a money-making thing, Nationals. For it is. And that's that's why it's like that. But uh, I'm going to answer some questions unless you guys have anything else. Um, there's some good questions this week. What's hard? What you guys, everyone here does strong, man. What's harder? This is a good question. What's harder, sandbag two shoulder or sandbag over shoulder? I think sandbag two shoulder is harder just because you have to have that little extra bit of control. So I think, I think sandbag to shoulder is harder until you reach a certain weight. And then I think sandbag over shoulder is harder than sandbag two shoulder. I was that's what I the setting I, I would say for me sandbag over shoulder is harder. Like I can shoulder a sandbag, but trying and I haven't practiced enough. I, I was doing it with with Tyler and Troy with their gym a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but like you said, yeah, in, in a light bag, I think they're the same. But when you get heavier, I think throwing it over and worrying about being given a green light on it is the yeah. thing because it's real easy to throw it to the side and kind of like come under with your arm. Well, it didn't really go over your shoulder. Kind of, it went over your arm. So right. I, I think over shoulder, especially when you get to the longer bags. Um, I don't know. I have no problem shouldering a sandbag. Well, like if you think about like my class, okay. So say like you have a hundred seventy five pound guy, and like last week I was practicing with my last bag, like the two eighty seven, and you really have such a small window once the bags get that big to cleanly clear it over your shoulder. Well, like someone- I can hold, I can hold it up on my shoulder. But, like, to smoothly get it over after fighting to get it up there can be really hard. Like, think about the girls. I mean, some of the regional footage I've seen, like, some people are pretty – it's a pretty, like – How are they going to judge that in nationals? That's what I don't know. I'm going to watch the women because if they're judging that lenient in nationals, dude, I'm chucking those things. I'm saying if you get, like, the big bag, just get, like, an inch of it over your shoulder. If they're counting that, that that counts. But It's a hard event to judge. That's what – that's what scares me, scares me on an event like that is how, is how do you judge it? So hopefully, I don't know how I don't know how strong we haven't done the nationals. I'm hoping that each lane has the same judge because, like I've judged, you've no, judged. No. As long as you're strict, as long as you're so yeah. So if it's different, if you have well, you're running five or six lanes all with the same weight class, yeah. And the judges are strict, so I don't like it. If you're a one strict judge and you're just judging the masters all day long, yep. you should judge them equally. So whether you're hard or easy, but if you go. If you have multiple judges of multiple lanes and one guy's given, like you said, oh, you've got part of it over your shoulder, that counts. And the other person says, no, it's got to go completely over your shoulder. Like yep. it could just that's, cause a lot of issues with scoring. Yeah, that's there's pros and cons to it. Like I I agree wholeheartedly, like especially on an event like this where you can really do it. And like if you're all doing a max deadlift, like some people may have that soft lockout. But then again, I like going and like it's I think it's six lanes this year. And it's yeah. six lanes of your class, like based on how like the standings were on the last event. So it, it like when you're doing something like a yoke or like an arm over arm, and you can kind of see out of your peripherals, like like dude, this guy's going like fast, you know, like that's that's a pro. So, but I agree, like you know, I, I, I can see it both ways. So I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick story about my experience with that. Um, and like you said, yeah, the peripheral vision it helps you go faster when you're doing the same. My first nationals in Louisville, we had um, Conan's wheel, and they ran four lanes multiple times, multiple, multiple heats, but it was, it was all the same group. So it was lane one, two, three, and four were all masters. So go in. I was going closer towards the end. So 
April, like I knew I was in lane, lane two or three. I was one of the middle lanes. So she was there getting ready to, to video me and she's watching the prior people. So, and I'm, I'm watching the people like say lane four where I'm at, but I'm going in lane two and I could see them getting a half a revolution, a quarter revolution, a third. By the time I get up, I have to walk by April and she's like, you need four revolutions. I'm thinking like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I'm just watching guys getting not even one. And she's telling me I need four. And I think I got close to three and I finished fourth or fifth in an event and all the guys, now granted it was me, um, Ken McClellan, Ken McClellan won the event, like Mike Cromer, um, Lee Woody, like all the top guys, they were all in that lane, but the top four or five scores all come from lane three. So I don't know. Lane three might've been misloaded. Because I, I, would, really, I see that sometimes it shows where I'm like, it's really funny that you watch it. You watch a certain heat, you watch a certain thing and like, wow, all the best people were lane three. So it makes me think that maybe the ground was different or they may have forgot to put a plate on it or we were just maybe we were just the best four or five guys. Yeah, it could be. But, but I just, watched that recently with a car that lifted a show. I was worried about that with the 80s because the first couple's heats, all the guys on the car on the left were bagging it out. Yeah. And the guys on the right were struggling. And I'm like, and they had to get them cars last minute because they were supposed to use the Jeeps and they switched Jeep it. Gladiators. So I'm like, I don't know how, how close these cars are. And you know, doing car deadlift, like, Dude. It could be the same car, but a different model, different amount of gas, different whatever could change it. Yeah. Yep. People, that's one thing people don't realize is the gas. Yeah. Get, okay. So you get um, like a truck pull. Like when you get these big semis, those tanks are so huge. Depending on his his tank level, it can really sway how heavy that truck is that you guys are pulling. Yeah. You just got to stay heavy with it, you know? Zola, yeah. Zola <laughs> was the only you got to help us with um, arm over arm pull because actually I was impressed by you the one time I saw you do arm over arm pull. Yeah, I just need to get down to the gym to show you guys some stuff. PA strongest man. You were the you you won that event by a lot with like a whopping like thirteen foot pull. Yeah, that was um that that that, that was a case of them not testing that right. I guess they tested it the other way and it was too easy, so yeah. they made the truck come that way and then they made it impossible. I know yes. you guys didn't go to um. I don't know who's Ohio's strongest. The show that Dylan ran, I think, before you guys opened your gym. No, no, we weren't there. It, they did truck pull, and then they were loading. They were loading. It was, a, it was a car trailer. And then after each heat, they loaded cars onto the trailer. But not to really anybody's thing. So Dylan's dad, was he was driving the truck. And he basically told me that it was downhill. So if he just took the brakes off, the truck would basically roll by itself. No. So no. the people were, were pulling the truck with the things. Like I asked him, I was like, if I just let you roll down a hill, what kind of time? And he said it'd probably be about the same time. <laughs> so like it was, and that was the thing. They tested it the other way, but it was slightly yeah, looking at it, it looked level. They tested the one way and it, they nobody could move it. So they went the other way. Well, now you're downhill. So basically he had to keep his foot on the brake until like he felt the person pulling it, and then he kind of let off off the brake and let them pull. But essentially it would have rolled on its own. Yeah. Um when's the next flavor coming out? Um I'll announce that when we when we know for sure. Just working out some minor details right now. Um, Horseradish, right? Oh, that would be the yeah. best selling flavor, dude. My down. dad would. My dad loves horseradish. Your dad, be, your dad will come down and start cleaning and fixing yeah. stuff like every day. Um, this this question is really, really, really hard. Um, what's a good body weight percentage for deadlift? Like, like your body really, weight, or like compared to your body weight? Compared to your body weight, I think is what it's asking. So you know how people are like, you know, one time body weight, two time body weight, three time body weight deadlift. I think it really, really depends. Like it depends. Okay, are you trying to be? If you're trying to be an elite deadlifter, my class is three-time body weight minimum you got to be to be good to be decent to be decent i mean that's to be what's 176 times three that's 528 that's not gonna and you gotta be three and a half times body weight in my class to be competitive that gets you 600 three and a half times body weight i mean dante's class like if you're a middleweight i mean this is this is Based about three times body weight, you know, that's to get you a 700 pound deadlift. But like, it depends. Like, if you're just going to the gym 
and just to get stronger, I wouldn't really worry about that. I would, I would worry about just hitting PRs. Like, you know, you, if you're a 225 deadlifter, you know, set a realistic goal for the next time you max and don't max every time you come in, you know, do, yeah. do four or five, six weeks smart of just training volume, training hard, learning how to deadlift efficiently at a lower body weight and then max again and say, I want to deadlift 245 now, my next time I go. And then you do it again. You smoke 245. Okay. In four weeks, I want to deadlift 275, you know, and, and stuff like that. I, it's really, really I, I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that. That's, that's a really hard one to kind of. I mean, I can, kind of, I can kind of agree what you say, but it's just, it really just depends on the day and the competition too, I guess. And if you're powerlifting strong, I don't know. There's a lot of different yeah, variables. If, if you're powerlifting and strongman and doing strongman, you got it. If you want to be competitive, it's going to be over three times body weight. Yeah, I just see, I just seen something recently on it. It was basically just like one of them um, charts, like if you're stronger. So then I, I want to say, if you can bench your body weight, you are like in the top like ninety percent of men. Yeah, if you can do like double your dead, deadlift, double your weight, you're in the top ninety percent, and it was like two and a half percent on squat. Obviously, it changes. You're half my size. You're right. saying three percent to be elite. Well, for me, three. Three or three times, three times my body weight, I'm up there with fucking thousand pound deadlifters. Yeah, so that's why it's hard. To, that's why it's hard to say. Like the weight class classes are like about three times, but then when you get into super heavies, it's like it's it's just more of a number. Like a number yeah. is good for you for the for the for the average gym goer though. I think if you can deadlift twice your body weight, if the average guy's two hundred pounds and he's coming in and he's doing a four hundred pound deadlift, getting close to you know, a five hundred oh, pound. Yeah. That's that's a good debt. I mean, that's a good strong debt for an average person. Now, when you start talking about actually being competitive in a sport or being elite, yeah, now you're talking three times. But if you're in the two two to three times, somewhere two you know two and a half times your body weight, yeah, it's very impressive. And I, I I always forget about that too. That's like okay. So my buddy Jimmy was just home for a while, and you know he lives in Atlanta and he trains at more of like a commercial style gym, and he loves training at five eighty. He just doesn't have something like that around him at like a barbell club, and he came home last time and he's like, you forget, like he told me about different lifts. This guy did this, this guy, I'm down there. This guy's deadlifting five plates. And it's impressive to him to see that. But like, I'm kind of numb to it now because I see it frequently. I'll go down and for all these deadlifting 700, we got people normally deadlifting six, squatting over six, benching over four. You take for granted like that. And it's, it's not really normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, you if, you if you step back and look at the average, you know, the average gym goer, like you said, dead if they put four plates aside on the deadlift, that's a pretty big goal. It's a pretty big number for the average person. Two plates on a oh, bench. Yeah. Hitting 225 is a pretty big goal, I think, for the average gym goer to hit. Mm-hmm. But we were talking earlier, watching the OSG guys banging out 20 reps with 225. Well, that's that's you know a completely different thing. Right. So yeah, it's, 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 it's hard sometimes when you figure how much strength is in, in 580 barbell or just in, in the areas yeah. that we that we run that we're, we're up in that probably that up top two or three percentile, you know, of strength for our sizes. For sure. And we should be, we want to do it. We, you know, we do this at, this is what we do for fun. So we mm-hmm. should, you know, but that's a good question. This is another really tricky one um, is what's your shoe of choice for strongman type events. So if you're saying strongman type events, we'll say, so moving events, I just got a pair of Reebok Nanos, like my first ever moving shoe, because Nationals has a lot of moving events, farmers carry, um, sandbag over shoulder, stuff where I'm actually moving a lot. Um, and I love them. Um, however, you know, strongmen, we change our shooting, dude. We're like, we're like fashion models. Like we we're doing like a photo shoot. You go to a strongman comp, like I thought I think about my training tomorrow, right? So I'll squat. I squat in my heeled shoes, my Olympic heeled shoes, because I'm doing a, a back squat. Even if I was doing a front squat, I squat in Olympic lifting shoes. Then I'll do farmer's deadlifts, and I'll squat or I'll deadlift those in my flat sole deadlift shoes. Then I'll do arm over arm pull. That doesn't really matter. And then I'll do sandbag over shoulder, and I'll go to my Reeboks. So, like, it's silly when you think about it, but I changed my shoes at least three times during training. Yeah, I, I, I have that, like three pairs too. I asked that exact, exact question that Brian Shaw, the first seminar did. And he said, it depends on how many events. And he has at least one pair of shoes for each event. Like you said, lifters for overhead. I wear my lifters for stones. I'm um, sometimes for squat. 
I like Nobles um, as a flat yeah. sole shoe. I have two pair. I have a low pair for my everyday. Then I have a high pair for my moving event, so it helps my angle a little bit. Um, I, I deadlift in socks. Um, some people wear boots. Like, like I'll wear like a high boot for like fucking doing uh, stones or something because it gives them a little bit of a, a heel to them, make them a little bit taller. But it's that, essentially one pair of shoes for every event. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but no if, you're, if you're looking at if you're looking at one, like I said, the Reebok Nanos are good. Um, the Nike Metcons, I think. Um, yeah. The Nobles or Chuck Taylors. And I see a lot of people wearing um, the old, like the old original, like Nike, like the Air Jordan, like the first series. Yeah. Because they're just a good flat sold. So it, it, it depends. But if you're looking for one shoe, probably one of them flat sold ones. But when you actually get into it, I mean, you could, you're like you said, you're probably rolling in with, I have, I always have four pairs of shoes in my bag at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the uh, hot top nibbles. I just feel like I get a lot more ankle support than like a Converse or something. I just yeah, don't I, like, I don't like Converse. I just don't like the way my feet are just, my toes are like, I just they look don't like feel an old support. lady's toes, you know, like an old, like a nine year old lady has like these toes that are like crunched up on each other and like, <laughs> all looking different ways. That's like how I feel when I have Chuck Taylors on. Cause like, they're just too narrow. Yeah. I, th- I think the nobles took over. Like they, they look like Chuck's a little bit, but they're a lot more comfortable. I think a lot yeah. more supportive. Like, well, I, I love- Do you remember the Mark Bell power shoes that Reebok had? Yep. Uh, Reebok power shoes. They stopped making those. I bought my last couple pairs like off like Poshmark or like a, a site like that. But like I, those were kind of like the no bulls before the no bulls. They were yeah. I love those shoes. But um, but no, that's just a tough question to answer. Um, do you guys have what's that? Just personal preference, pretty much on that, on that answer. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to try out different shoes and stuff. Um, do you guys have anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think it was all. I'm good. Great episode. Zola, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for listening. Um, Zola was our first bonus, bonus, our first and only bonus episode, remember? Yeah. 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 But, uh, so, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I just want to reiterate it, but thank you everyone for the support for Horsepower these past two weeks. Please, you know, keep supporting us. It you know, helps us, uh, you know, get more involved in strongman competition, stuff like that, be able to sponsor events, do giveaways, stuff like that. Um, people, that have been visiting the gym, Instagram, I communicate with anything, ask me how they can get merch quick. So I opened our online shop back up. So you can just go to 580barbell.com and you can hit the gear drop down tab. And then we have different shirt designs and we have them in different colors. And they're usually at your door in about two to three days. So if you guys are interested in any merch like that, you don't want to wait for like a, a one-time release. You guys can go right to the site. So Real, real quick on what you mentioned about the um the 580 in, in the 91 show. I want to yeah. give you give you a ton of credit for doing that because even though I didn't buy it because I wanted to pre-order some. Um, then, supported I, us. You've been, then, I, then, then, then I forgot about it. But either way, I think that was awesome what you did because that's the stuff with the sport is is order for the sport to grow. We have to support it as, um, you know, athletes ourselves, whether it's through our business, whether it's through our podcast, whether it's through buying the live stream. So doing something like that, like offering, hey, I'm going to put up such money, tying it to the fact. I, and I'm probably thinking that if you would have sold 49, you or 20, how many did you do? Was it 25 or 50? 25. Okay. If I would have sold if I would have sold 19, I'm still was donating. You still would, yeah. So yeah. basically, you basically what you said is, hey, I'm giving $500 to the podium for the 91s. Mm-hmm. Just help me, just help me sell some stuff because you would have did it either way. And that's that, like I said, that's awesome to see you guys doing that. And to be honest, like a lot of the people that stepped up and bought horsepower were just 580 people that were going to buy it anyway. So like, yeah. we're going to be sell, selling them. Well, you, didn't like, you didn't need to say that. Like, you, we can yeah, no, we, but we got what, what I love the most about it. And I'm so happy I did it is that we got horsepower into like 20 plus people that wouldn't have had it already. Like new hands and the feedback has been great for it. Shout out to the whole, I'm going to shout out an entire state, the state of Mississippi. State of Mississippi is my, I, I'm going to say it, Dante. It's my Good. favorite U.S. continental state. It's my favorite state. SPA in your eyes. It's, it's, there are, besides Pennsylvania, Mississippi is our number one ship to state now officially. So I love Mississippi. I'm a Mississippi guy. So. Hey, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been to Mississippi? I have not, but I'm a, don't know. We're not, we're not, we're not shaming Mississippi. I love Mississippi. It's a beautiful state. I'm sure. I won't say nothing then. 
we're doing a we're a guy from our gym's doing Mississippi strongest next year. So we're making a I will be in Mississippi next year. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. I can't wait you guys get to that point that you're starting to travel and doing some of these shows. I know you do it locally, trying to set up a booth. Yeah. Um but I, that's the cool thing when you go and actually set up with these shows, because that's I think that's where you get a lot of the you get the word of the mouth and you talk to people and, right. you, and you'll sell a lot of stuff. But that's the show and the support too going up and having the vendors and doing the advertising and sponsoring and shit like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say 2023. I've got a, I've got a plan already, but we're going to be seeing you in a lot, a lot of other states and a lot of different areas. So hopefully that can come to fruition. But um, but yeah, thank you guys, everyone, for the support. Go. Um, first off check off Darren's podcast too we have competing podcasts in the same gym but we're as you can tell we're friendly but he's doing a giveaway right now and I believe it ends at the end of the month right yeah yeah I'm gonna take take entries at the end of the month um through Gym Life Media who I partner under um we have a, a whole case not a box we have a whole case of legendary foods tasty pastries um I think that's four boxes and I don't know if there's 24 12 or 24 in a box but um, all you do is just go onto my onto my Instagram and find the, the 10K giveaway post and just basically just comment and then, you know, tag somebody for extra chances. And the one thing, I don't know if you have this problem, I can't get people to go on and um, give the, give a rating for my podcast. So I said, if you, if you go on to Spotify, if you go on to iTunes and leave a comment or a rating, then you get 10 chances to win. So we'll go leave a rating for us, the five <laughs> and, and Darren's one more strong cast. Yeah, so I, I, our YouTube channel. We need subscribers on our YouTube. We're we're climbing up slow and steady. We just passed the uh, 250, which is a quarter way to our goal of finally being a thousand. So uh we're gonna keep pumping out videos. The podcast goes on there every week. So if you guys yeah. can, like it does go a long way, just hit subscribe on a podcast on a podcast or on a you know on our YouTube channel. So leave a yeah, comment, it like it too, help the algorithm boost our views. Yeah. yeah, shove it down Zuckerberg and all those dorks' throats and boost us to the top of the algorithm. <laughs> so i appreciate everyone we'll see you guys hard to believe episode 90 the wedding episode next week check out our instagram drop a comment question for me and Allie. if you have any questions for her about me if you want to embarrass me for you game of thrones fans we'll call it episode 90 the red wedding i don't know game of thrones but yeah i i i I, i'd love to see that (laughs) i wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) all right you dorks we'll see everyone next week for episode 90 see you guys